that was Runaway by Salaryman. And I'm joined now by Renee, who makes up half of this incredibly cool indie rock duo. Hey, Renee, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. First question that I have is I kind of wanted to get to know the origin story of Salaryman because I know that you and Tom were dating already way before you guys started making music together. Yeah. Who kind of pitched the idea first that you would start this up? Yeah. um, Tom had been in a few other bands prior, which, long story short, had broken up because of other people in Mm. in the band you know like things that were out of his control so he really wanted to do something that he could have more control over and I'd always wanted to start something but you know that's that can be awkward and and harder than it looks you know finding like Mm. new band members and stuff so it was just really easy and natural to start something together and the only people then to blame if it messes up are us. <laughs> so that's kind of yeah it was Tom's kind of idea but we were very much on the same page and it it really gave both of us an opportunity to have you know as much control as as we both could yeah. for, for a change. That's really cool yeah it sounds like you enjoy the duo dynamic. I read somewhere that you kind of picked up the bass for Salarymen because you guys were like, oh, we need someone to play the bass. Like, why don't, you know, Renee, why don't you just do it? Which I think is so funny because it's like the bass is not exactly the easiest instrument to play, especially singing at the same time. Yeah. Um, How do you find that learning curve? (laughs) Well, we play live with um, two of Tom's childhood friends, but you know, five people, it's a lot of people on the stage at once. We couldn't really afford to have another one to organise and stuff like that. So Tom just, before we, you know, released anything, I and mean, he was like, why don't you just have a go? And he was very nonchalant about it, you know, yeah, you just do it. Like that's an easy thing yeah. to do. But honestly, I practised so much. I definitely cried a couple of times because I thought I was crap. Um, oh. Not like I was, I, I was proficient at both things individually, but putting them together is like, you know, another can of, it's another kettle of fish altogether. Totally, but yeah. it didn't take that long. I think people's biggest barriers to doing things are their own minds a lot of the time. And having someone like Tom just like, yeah, just, just do it was yeah. really good because it eliminated my own you know, mental barrier that I put up against it. And obviously some people might be slightly more inclined to, you know, pick something up quickly. But at the end of the day, it's it's practice. And you get through those slightly kind of awkward stages at the start where you don't feel confident and then you practice the crap out of whatever you're doing. And all of a sudden it's like, I don't know, I guess it's like learning learning to drive or something. Mm. Like it just becomes autonomous after a while and it took a lot of work and I definitely fast-tracked it like some you know typically people might learn growing up and they might play you know like once a week or they might have lessons like that I was like every day constantly I knew we had a gig coming up at the end of the year and I was like I I need to be good for that so (laughs) it was hard but you know, you don't want to get to being like 80 or something and go, oh, I didn't try that because I thought it was hard. So, yeah, you know, uh, it ultimately it was a pretty 
good experience from someone who hadn't I had all these ideas that I wanted to express you know and not not being proficient in any one instrument other than singing it's like songwriting's pretty hard and you mm. feel as though you can't contribute as much as you would like to so it just made sense to to be in a band to be to be songwriting I needed to hurry up and learn something and so that's what I did <laughs> yeah I honestly I really admire that I heard this quote the other day that was like um if you can get comfortable with being uncomfortable that how much mm. you can gain in life just being able to be like okay I'm not good at this yet and that's okay like I need to stick with it that's the whole point you know the consistency yeah. and it, yeah. you know like I didn't lose anything from spending all that time I only gained like I we all waste time aimlessly scrolling through social yeah. media which we just lose track of time and now I'm like I'm so glad I used I didn't use like you know all day every day I just I just made it a regular a thing that I that yeah. I would spend my time on and I'm so glad I did something useful rather than <laughs> wasting time which yeah it's one of the hardest things like we all need to waste time every now and again you know mm-hmm. for our mental health like and it's not wasted in that sense but you definitely get in this rabbit hole on you know social media and the internet where you wake up you know three hours later or whatever and you could have done something useful in that time. So having pressure of having to learn something quickly rather than scheduling it at your own pace is, I would really recommend that. Having yeah. a gig or an event in place that you're working towards. Otherwise, it's, it's a mental battle that a lot of people find it hard, you know, including myself, to win. So <laughs> Yeah. No, yeah, having like the end insight of like what it is that you're working towards would definitely be a good motivator yeah yeah um talking about wasting time uh although I promised that we weren't going to talk about lockdown because it's just depressing but the first song that I heard of yours was Runaway um which I just think resonates so much with the kind of cabin fevery feeling of wanting to get away when you're stuck inside so I don't know if that's my own projection but that did come out last year do you feel like that song was kind of inspired by those feelings? Yeah, 100%. That's what it's about. Tom, like, went to TAFE as, and studied, like, audio engineering. So something that's really handy is we actually record everything at home and that was mm. recorded in another our previous um, place that we lived in and that was done during lockdown and it was a way to keep us busy and keep moving and I think Runaways out of all of our songs I think it resonates with everybody the most um whether they're just you know listening to it through their headphones or or live as well like Mm. a lot of people like know the lyrics and that was crazy like to me (laughs) what a cool feeling yeah so (laughs) you know we, it was our one year, yeah, one year anniversary, I think, like yesterday of, of releasing that song. And it's, look, it's weird to think we're still here in the same kind of uncertain position. But I guess that like age old narrative of just wanting to escape with a lover to another place, like it's helps people forget for a minute this kind of shit show that, <laughs> that we're in. <laughs> That's what it was designed yeah. to do. Nothing more, nothing less. And I think it, it hit home. Yeah, it it does that perfectly, I would say. Talking about escapism, I also, 
I read that you guys have this love or connection to Japan um, and that Salaryman, the name was kind of inspired or influenced by that. Yeah, um, we love it. We love it there. Like we've made some really close friends there as well and I'm itching to get back. I know Tom is too. Next time we can go there, we're doing a tour. Oh, I was going to say, imagine how fun it would be to play a show over there. Tom's actually played one show there, sorry, two shows there before. He used to be in a band called Wild Honey and um, they did a couple of shows there and I went because I was like, uh, holiday, I'm, I'm coming yeah. along. <laughs> the best week. Like this is, I can hands down say the best experiences of my life have been in Japan and, you know, what more reason to love it and have a connection. Yeah. The, the appreciation yeah. they have for music over there is also outstanding like oh they have such a good music scene it's crazy it's epic and whilst a lot of people might not consider you know Japan as like the first stop or something on like a world tour they just they are so supportive of local music and you know there's no such thing as like free gigs over there Mm. like if you go to a gig it's like you're 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 paying for it and you're loving every minute of it and they're present. There's no phones or screens lit up anywhere. They're just in the moment and they're really passionate people Mm. in general, you know, Um, and that's amazing. Like they just get there again. It's a very respectful culture. And if, if you're speaking to someone or performing in front of somebody over there, it's, they're going to give you their undivided attention. And that is really cool as a creative, you know, a person making music. That's what, that's what you like. So yeah, I'd love, I'd love to go and, and, you know, play shows over there. They're also like super fashionable people. (laughs) Right. Yeah. They're just, you know, they've got such a strong kind of cultural identity in terms of like the arts and their appreciation for fashion and music. And it's cool. It's just, you go over there and like everyone just looks cool <laughs> I love Japan <laughs> look everyone uh listening if you're Japanese uh you are very cool by definition <laughs> um yeah so you guys released fine earlier this year it was the first song that you've released in 2021 mm-hmm. um this one for me at least has like this really hopeful and like resilient energy to it I don't know kind of just makes you want to dance along and smile a bit and be like it's going to be fine, yeah. you know. Do you remember like, the moment that you started creating this song? Tom actually wrote this like a while ago and it was just oh, yeah? kind of sitting in the bank of ideas, I guess. Like sometimes it happens like that. You'll be sitting on something for a year or a couple of years and then you pull out your old demo and mm. start layering on top of it the kinds of sounds that you're interested in at that moment, the things that you're, you know, your influences from, from that moment and you kind of apply them to the song. Yeah. So Tom, Tom wrote that one um, and we just, it came up, you know, during jamming and stuff and we were like, that, that's pretty catchy. And then we added it yeah. to the live set and a few people commented that they really liked it Um so we just thought, well, first of all, we, you know, we were going to put it on the EP as one of the unreleased songs, um, but then we just decided to make it the lead single 
and it, it's yeah it's like a sentiment that anyone can get behind really it's yeah. just it, it's definitely like resilient and it's it's about kind of you know like not waiting around for validation that's not going to come you know waiting mm. for people to kind of realize in their own time so yeah it's applicable to a lot of different situations I think yeah definitely congrats by the way on releasing your first EP it's thank you honestly like this collection of songs to me is just the perfect road trip soundtrack I just want to like take off again we're talking about escapism but I really just want to like take off blast this EP super loud on the speakers have the windows down and just get away yeah um you have five songs on there was there any kind of concept for this like collection as your first the first EP that you're putting out as salarymen like probably not thematically but in terms of the sound like it's quite lo-fi so I would say that that kind of characterizes it like there's 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 a few more kind of there's a bit slightly more like gritty energy in in a couple of songs like some of them are you know like straight up guitar and and you know like kind of guitar band stuff so we I think we're definitely gonna get a bit more adventurous with the next release whether that's another EP or whether that's an album and this all of these songs did fit together well Um, yeah kind of why we chose to put them together we have other unreleased ones that we could have thrown on there but we felt that they were genre wise they they expanded a bit upon what was in this collection of songs and you know there's we're just going down new territory that we thought we didn't want anything to kind of stick out like a sore thumb if you know what I mean so we thought they sat well together and represented that kind of lo-fi era of salarymen you know I I like to explain it like Tame Impala's album Inner Speaker there was a real you know all those songs go so well together and then in their next album Lonerism you can start to see more of those poppy elements coming through and the sounds are changing like that's exactly the reason we put all of these songs together because we felt that they they worked well together and we want that to be a chapter close that book move on show some expansion in the next kind of thing whatever that might be so yeah that's really cool yeah one thing I find really interesting about this EP to me is like it definitely has a 60s or 70s feeling to it and also like your visual aesthetics suit that as well in such a fun way it's so fun I love it I was imagining uh if you could go back in time you and Tom (laughs) to do a salaryman show like Mm. not paying any attention to the possible implications of like messing up history or space-time continuum and you're not there long enough to actually try and fix anything bad that's going on at that time because there was plenty but just for fun's sake say like 60s 70s you guys go back to a gig who would you want to play with David Bowie, oh, yeah, number one, eccentric wizard. Uh, like, obviously, we're talking more 60s here, but the Beatles, hands down. Um, yeah. Um, like, like Marvin Gaye and, like, some of those guys as well. Like, you've got just an awesome mix there. You've got, like, such groovy, you know, like, rhythms going on. And, like, the Beatles, like, their harmonies are incredible. And, I mean... David Bowie's just his his persona and yeah 
I don't know what kind of ridiculous, awesome bill that this would be, but <laughs> we would yeah. love to play with, with those people bending the space-time continuum. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't that be sick? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. What is it, do you think, like, have you, were you guys both into this whole uh, 60s, 70s vibe before you guys started Salary Men, or, like, yeah. how how has, Yeah. Yeah. Like most of our personality, <laughs> to be honest, like uh, we like everything. Like music's obviously a huge part of yeah. our lives, so we definitely love the artists from that era. But like, I'm so into the fashion, the films. Like Tom's really into the films as well. Like it was just even just like photography, like film photography. Like there's just so many things that we love about that era that absolutely you know that we're into that like you can tell by the clothes we wear sometimes (laughs) Um, but you know like I think definitely with the next EP like we're we're starting to kind of pair that as well with like some of our favorite modern artists like you know the Strokes and Mm -hmm. Arctic Monkeys like artists like that arcade fire like you they all they all um share the same vintage influences and interests as we do but probably doesn't come across as you know prominently in in their music but it's all there so that's something that we're trying to do as well like just change it up a bit and surprise people like yeah one day we might write like a 60s ballad but like next minute we might write like an early kind of you know 2000s just straight up garage garage rock type yeah. track because we love so much stuff modern and vintage that's something that we really want to do we don't want to like you know pigeonhole ourselves into one area we and we want to explore as many influences as possible and and mash yeah. them together talking as well about like the creative process you seem to have music videos out for all of your songs and then for yeah. Unlucky there's a lyric or karaoke video. Yeah. Um, which has been, like, the most memorable, do you think, to shoot out of your videos so far or what was your favourite one to do? Um, that's a really good question. I mean, our very first one that we did, which mm. was Please, was really funny. We were just, like playing guitar, playing our instruments in really random places. Mm-hmm. For example, in the middle of King Street, in like in the traffic island, in the like main <laughs> intersection of King Street, getting honked at and whatever. And there was something really hilarious about doing that. Like we just, yeah. we climbed up the lifeguard tower at Bronte Beach in Sydney mm-hmm. and we're just like strumming, you know, like kind of, you know, just being silly. Um, yeah, we did that in the local park, and people were just like watching us, like, "What are they doing?" Went into an aquarium <laughs> and, and filmed there. So, you know, like that was really fun to make, and that was the, that was the first ever clip that we did, and like it got some love on like it got like feature clip on Rage, which was really oh, cool. cool. Like it was just it was quirky, and it was about showing as many places in Sydney as possible, and just like awkwardly playing our instruments there but like we look dead serious but yeah yeah you know, everybody else like they're singing who are these kooks like what are they 
what am I doing? So that was actually really fun. But we have a director that we've been working with um, on the kind of more higher budget clips, which are still not that high budget like at all. Um, Mm. And this director, his name is Todd Stephen Logan. He is a wizard. Like we'll just give him a very modest budget and say like, what can we do with it? And he'll wrangle, you know, all these ideas together. And that was really cool. It took the stress out of like self-directing a video. Yeah. Like is really hard, you know, and we had someone working with us who was doing the creative direction, pairing imagery with our music perfectly because they know what, you know, he knows, Todd knows what he's doing. You know, you haven't stayed up all night and you've got, you know, your eye bags are showing because you were writing the script till 3am like so they're really fun like something to me was a song we released um late mm. last year and the film clip for that looks like it that was one. Way more expensive than it is like credit to Todd he did so well with the with the limited resources we gave him and the storyline is like I go to a cinema and you know, fall in love with this Frankenstein-esque yeah. monster who, who ends up communicating with me through the screen. And that kind of stuff in my mind was just like huge budget, like, mm. you know, would never be able to do anything like that. And he's so talented and we're very lucky that he's been working with us. Yeah, we have a lot of fun with our film clips in short. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah, I, what I love about music videos as well is that sometimes it'll just be like something, or most of the time it's something that you totally haven't thought of when you're listening to the song. Like when I lo- mm-hmm. listened to something to me, I wasn't thinking like, oh, yeah, it's like she's connecting <laughs> with this like Frankenstein monster, you know, yeah. but then yeah. you get to have like a whole new reading or like a whole yeah. new meaning to to that piece. It's really cool. Yeah. Are you thinking of releasing like a a separate music video for Unlucky or are you just going to stick with the lyric video, do you think? I think just the lyric video because they were that was released like as an EP. Um, yeah. We just thought we'll just have the video for fine as the kind of, you know, that was the lead single of the EP. It, yeah. It's, um, I, I, we honestly wouldn't have had the time <laughs> to film them anyway. Um, and for Unlucky, we love karaoke, which no surprise mm. if anyone's listening <laughs> to the previous half of this interview. Um, and our friend is, we haven't, uh, the guy who directed Please, Mickey, um, we have not seen him in years now. He's, he's in Adelaide and, you know, no crossing borders in the last yeah. 18 months. And we wanted to find a way to just, like, work with him. So we're like, hey, you know, here's a few hundred bucks. Do you reckon you can do like a karaoke? <laughs> and he came back with this perfect thing, you know, with like a, a Sheba in there, yes. and, like, <laughs> and Mount Fuji in the background. I was like, this is so good. He spent like three days learning how to pixel animate for it. So, oh my gosh, how I good. think it's got more views than like fine on YouTube so there you go people have spoken they want more karaoke videos yeah what else is there to do in lockdown I think everyone should go and um find your karaoke video while we listen to Unlucky and sing along um yeah thank you so much for having this chat with me it's been really great no I've really enjoyed it thanks so much